Let's talk about sex. So May is birthday month in the Allen household because that's when my birthday is and that's when my daughter's birthday is. Aww. And so it's interesting because, you know, we've had we've done a show before on how to talk to your kids about sex. Mm-hmm. And then we got lots of emails about that on how that was really helpful. And so if, you, if you're new to the Sexy Marriage Radio, welcome and check that out if that's something you're interested in because it's a great show. But it also then we got a follow-up of how do I do this with an older child? You know, maybe I didn't talk to them when they were younger. So what right. do I do when they're older? And what's interesting is to realize that the sex talk is an ongoing dialogue. You know, it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's not a talk. Because right. I'm, the, I'm a believer that at the eighth birthday is when you really have the talk. You know, that's when it goes to a deeper level. And so we did that with Sydney, my daughter. And, and it was interesting because we've, we've had the conversations before. We've read through where did I come from before with her. And, and it just kind of brushes right by. But this time it was new recognitions of things. You know, I was like, oh, Okay, which then yeah. just con- continues to confirm the importance of it's an ongoing dialogue. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting that you think of how do I have the talk with my with my kids? Well, mm-hmm. I love your your phrase, Gina, of you continue to look for the teachable moments. Oh, yeah. Just the other day, they were watching Big Bang Theory or something, and the couple was so uncomfortable in bed, and I was I was said, oh, that is just so weird to be having sex with someone you don't even barely know and you're not in commitment with and covenant with. We know, Mom, it's just a show, <laughs> but they're always going to hear me address it. And that's a good thing because the more you can talk about sex with your children and then mm-hmm. your spouse and in your own life, the better your sex is likely going to become. Which yes. leads us to welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio, where that's all we're talking about. <laughs> Sex and marriage and keeping it real and making it better. And we are glad that you're here. So if you're new to our show, we hope that you'll uh, stay around and listen in. Corey and I are not married to each other. You might figure that out pretty quick. We represent two marriages in lots of decades. So... And if you're, if you're new to the show also, or if you like what we've got going on, please jump on iTunes and leave us a five-star review with some comments. We're almost to 100 comments, which is incredible, uh, or reviews, and, and that's awesome. And we love those emails where you – this blows our mind when people say, we just, I just found your show last week, and I'm, I've caught up to episode 40, or yeah. I've listened to them all in the last month. I think I've, I, I don't think I've ever listened to one. What an that's honor. That's awesome. What an honor that, that people invite us into their lives. And so the other way we get invited into their lives is we, is we get emails from our listeners. Right. And they ask for some specific things sometimes. And so one of the issues that continually or the topics that continues to come up mm-hmm. seems to be how body issues and body image are related and inter, intertwined with sex and desire and arousal and everything so one in particular comes out where okay i'll kind of paraphrase and read as as we unpack this okay all right right so it's it's coming from a husband and they've been married for seven years they have two children and his wife will admit that she's the heaviest she's been in her life and again that's a relative term because 
how we define heavy is as varied as the people that are defining it. But it's different than when he married. Right. And, and she would recognize that too. And it does have yeah. a negative impact on the way she views herself. So he, mm -hmm. he wants, he's doing everything he can. She talks about exercising and having a healthy lifestyle. He's working out a lot. Trying no, to, I want you to read his sentence. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's, I work out four <laughs> to five mornings a week in the hope that this will encourage her. In the hopes that this will encourage her. I guarantee that she's feeling that uh, disapproval from you. But go on, Corey. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> it, it's talked about infrequently because obviously it's accusatory. Anytime the subject comes up, it's, mm -hmm. it quickly turns. And so it's having a, a definite impact on their sex life. There's, le there's less mm -hmm. energy. There's rarely initiation from her. She doesn't feel comfortable doing certain things or positions and sometimes it's it's maybe just her body that it's it's hurting but he also is trying to figure out how can i get her to see that her lifestyle is affecting that so it's not only is her lifestyle affecting her it's affecting him when it mm -hmm. comes to the, the sex life and what they do in the bedroom so how do you bring up this subject of weight with a woman because this is a, that is a tough one you know, that's the same idea of, hey, do these pants make me look fat? You know. Oh, no, it's much worse than that. <laughs> oh, okay. No. Because there is so much outward pressure on women to look a certain way, dress a certain way, act a certain way, that men, I think we have it some, but it's not near the degree that that women have. Right. So Dr. Brene Brown our friend who was gave one of the most popular TED talks ever on the subject of shame says that all her research boils it down to two issues that men struggle with and women struggle with. So men overwhelmingly have this issue of never appearing weak, do not appear weak. And so okay. that tends to be their one all consuming struggle for women. It is do it all, be it all, have it all, and look perfect while you're doing it. So we do have an immense amount of pressure. And then it brings this uh, lingering shame. And so really what this husband might not recognize that he's dealing with is not just her weight and body image. It's this pervasive sense of shame. Okay. And um, gosh, this is a really passionate subject to me. I am feeling myself almost choke up here because this was my story. And you know, here he is this fitness dude. And that was kind of the guys I was always attracted to in high school were the jocks and um, high profile dudes. And I was already a motivational speaker all over the country and speaking on human performance and success principles. And um, it killed me that I did not have a perfect figure. Killed me. I was always 100% of the time in my mind, tallying calories, mm -hmm. always aware that I wasn't built like my friends who were Miss America finalists. Mm -hmm. you, you know, it was crazy. So, you might, I know a lot of people look at certain people and think, well, they don't have any issues. And it, it's so pervasive. And so I ended up developing an eating disorder, as did my sister, you know, spent tens of thousands of dollars probably on therapy for her. And somehow I just jumped on the bandwagon because it seemed like maybe a 
method of weight control. And I remember just being so drowning in shame. It's paralyzing. Mm -hmm. I was thankful that my morals at the time didn't didn't allow for me to have sex because I would never have wanted to be naked in front of my perfect boyfriend. And so to to hear the husband talking about these issues of trying to do this to make her do that, man, I just feel that trigger. And so in my life, there was a day when I had just uh, binged and purged and, you know, I was just a mess and mascara pouring down my face and the stench. There's just so much shame. Like when we help people that have porn problems, I have no no condemnation for them because I think there was probably a time in my life I would have been happy to have a porn addiction versus bulimia. But it was so painful to me and I, I was so tired of being such a failure. By now it probably maybe been seven years, you know, on and off through college. And I just realized that I would never in a million years treat any of my friends the way that I treat myself. Okay. I was always I so cruel to myself and mm -hmm. so hateful and I loved everybody else. And so I realized at that moment, I kind of had this little vision of myself just destroying myself, like choking me and trying to kill me. And, and I said, why is this happening? And, and this really hateful side of myself looked at the, this victim and said, because you're hideous and you're disgusting and no guy will ever love you. And when I put it in words like that, it was so shocking that that was my, my core underlying fear mm -hmm. that no guy would ever love me. And so when I met my husband, like shortly after that, uh, he was so kind and he just defied everything of my belief system that said no one would ever love me, right. you know? And, and so part, a big part of my healing was that unconditional overwhelming acceptance. I mean, I told him I've got this problem and he, he would say, well, it's probably just a habit. A lot of it's just habit, you know, and he helped me work through this and there was just never any condemnation from him. And maybe part of the reason that he's so attractive is because he was the overweight middle schooler, you know, he's got this compassionate, non-judgmental heart and so to this husband and to those who are out there there's just so much healing in your unconditional acceptance and love that will will break through the shame mm -hmm. so if you're if you've got this mindset hey i'm doing this in the hopes that it'll help her change there's never ever going to be any breakthrough from that if you're a woman your husband's got a porn issue there's never ever any liberty that comes from shame attached to it. Right. So I think the issue much more than body image is shame versus grace. Okay. And so uh, that's going to be a huge part in, in coming from a place of grace and, and how much grace do you have towards yourself and how much do you exude that towards everybody? Cause grace is empowering. Yes. So that's going to be the baseline. Yes. And it's so it's it's a solidness from a spouse, knowing that I can't fix it for you. Yeah, but I can be solid along with you through this so that you have something, you know, I think of I think from you hearing your mm -hmm. story, Gina, and what I know of you, mm -hmm. that it's a it's a stance that Paul could have taken that 
he could have tried to, okay, pull you along, prod you along, which would have just perpetuated the struggle that you had going on internally. Oh yeah. One day he did tell me you're, you're probably within 10 pounds of perfect. <laughs> that was the wrong. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> But, but he could, he could, and it sounds like probably did just be a solid man exactly. that you could lose it against at times. You know, it, it's kind of that whole, we, you know, our spouse is, our spouse sees the worst in us. You know, mm -hmm. we have a bad day and we put it on the good face all day long and then we come home and just unload. Right. And then it's easy for a spouse to react to that. And, and take it personal as opposed to realize, no, I can be kind of a solid barrier for you to butt up against to yeah. help massage through what you need to for yourself. That it's not about yeah. me. You know, it, it's the idea of, for me, it's the, it's the masculine feminine energy that exactly. I, I think, I think of the feminine energy, which we both have within us, both male and right. female. But I think of the feminine energy is kind of like a river. It's the, it's the river and the masculine energy is the river bank. And mm -hmm. so some of the feminine energy needs that barrier, if you will, of the masculine to make sense of itself. Exactly. And that is very beautiful. And so for him uh, to, to be all not strong in that situation, but, you know, so offended by the wife and I've seen it both ways too. I mean, my yeah. sister was so, she would, she would have been the fit one having a, being so angry at her husband when he got overweight. And so I, it does go both ways, but for us to read, she doesn't care about me because she's not caring for herself. That is going to hurt you. There's going to be all kinds of areas in our marriage where we are going to have opportunity to embrace self-pity based on their action and it's never going to be helpful right so to be very strong and speak into her speak into her uh you are so beautiful and you deserve to feel to get strong right paul would always say to me just get strong honey don't worry about your weight don't worry about your size which by the way you're perfect just get strong and and that would help me Okay. And so I, that's a good place to start. Yeah. And that's, so it's, it's, it's having a good solid stance. It's a, it's a good connection. And then it's also then realize because, because I, I don't know, I'm going to come at it a little bit different, I guess, because uh -huh. a, a spouse's issue when it comes to shame becomes a relational issue because it does impact the other spouse. Sure. You know, if you're constantly having to emotionally prop up, a spouse because they're weak in the way right. they view themselves, that is draining. And so it's really That's hard true. as the other spouse to sit there and say, you know, to, to see the tough love side of it in the sense of, I can't, you know, I'll prop you up, but only for a time, you know, and that's incidentally, that's, that's where some of the couples I think of where there's issues with sex it's because he's so emotionally fragile and gets his identity from sex that she has to prop him up, you know, and inflate him all the time. And one of the phrases I've heard Dr. Schnarch say a bunch is I'll inflate your penis or I'll inflate your ego. I'm not going to do both, you know, because it is one of those. And that's, you think of it, that's, if you boil it down to simplistic, lots of men can get to that point of, 
if I can't score, then uh, my ego's done. And right. well, okay, that's not arousing. You know, that's not long-term appealing. It's the same concept that you're talking about, Gina, of if I don't look a certain way, then mm-hmm. I'm not valuable. I'm not worthy. I said, well, no, 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 no. You were a beautiful creature that was created in wonderful ways. That's unique and special just as you are. And learning how to grow comfortable in our own skin, regardless of how little or much skin there is, is a huge part of growing and, and overcoming the shame that you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And also, exactly. And so part, part of the healing for the person with the uh, issues is going to be to develop a crystal clear image of what you look like healthy. You know, in my case, I made up my mind, this is how a naturally fit person lives. This is how this naturally healthy side of me eats. This is how the naturally healthy side of me, uh, this is how, what I'm willing to live like and whatever, uh, results from that, that's what is meant to be. I'm not going to fight how I'm built and I'm going to celebrate the way that I'm built. And so in one day, honestly, you can be, you can shift everything and then wait for your body and all the expert external stuff to catch up. Okay. And so does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Would you say that you also have to be really careful of how do you define that for you? Because you think of what all influences our definition of things that, you know, we carry our family mantra, you know, we carry society mantra, mm-hmm. we carry spousal expectation, expectation mantra, we carry super mom or super dad or super lover or all <laughs> these different things that we define ourselves as, which sometimes we need to go through and really unpack each one of those and decide, yeah, that's totally unrealistic. You know, or that's that's totally just my family. That's the way my parents did it. I do not want to do that. So therefore, I break the agreement with that one and I move forward in a new way. Yeah, absolutely. Offering, you know, I went through a process offering forgiveness to everyone that wrote my story <laughs> and uh, choosing that very thing. Who, who, who am I and yeah. who do I want to be? And of course, in all those areas, motherhood, wifehood, genahood, speaker, coach, all that stuff. There's a million times that I fall short of what I wish I were. Yeah. But I'm a whole lot closer than if I never had a vision to start with. Right. And so, you know, I deal a lot with that anxiety, even in, I think, I'm in the products I have over at Winning at Romance, because it's something I care about. But... I just know that I know that I know that we all deserve to grow. We all deserve to love and be loved. And so the more you, you offer that to yourself and to your mate without, I like what you said, cause I forget, I don't think in terms of a real neediness, but um, without trying to prop somebody up or, or be their soul happiness committee. We did a whole show on that, not be in your happiness right. committee. Um, you can grow past that. So, you know, how does he deal with it now? If she's just refusing to participate, that's tough. Yeah, and I guess one of the things you do, because he talked about that sex is a little bit of a chore sometimes. There's positions Mm -hmm. that can't be enjoyed because of 
issues, weight, shame, what have you, mm-hmm. you still realize that what the sex you're having, even if it's just routine, normal, ordinary missionary position sex that's quick and done, it's still a function. You know, it's still functional in a sense of, so it's not that I'm just going to chuck it all in the hopes of creating something different. No, I'm going to recognize where I am, recognize where we are relationally and, and as a system. And then I'm going to exactly. in, interject little things here and there to produce change, to see what happens. Because we all are love to live in our comfort zones, even though we complain about the boredom of it. <laughs> you know, that's kind of the natural thing of life, isn't it? That, yes. That I want to be comfortable, but I want adventure. Well, you can't have those. To, hand, those aren't hand in hand. Yeah. And I think it's fair for him to to express to her, I feel, you know, I just, to let her know it, that I feel that I don't matter to you because of the way you handle this. Once you say it, she knows it. Yeah. You know, but a lot of times we don't realize that it's not all about us. We get, we get so wrapped up into our own, we're self-conscious, we're self-insecure, we're whatever, self-sabotaging. Right. We do forget. Right. It's not just about me. It's about how valued you feel in my presence. So it's a real issue, and I think it deserves to be brought up and and to say, hey, I want to be in this with you. I want to be in this together. Right. Yeah. So it's 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 in a sense of putting it to words, because mm-hmm. it's like what you started with, Gina, of putting it into the idea of okay, where am I battling shame in my mm-hmm. life? Exactly. Where where am I battling? a script or an identity that isn't me, you know, that, that isn't really true because we adopt things from our childhood and from past experiences that made sense at the time. Right. But when we continue that pattern, it doesn't work to our benefit anymore. Yeah. So we need to realize, you know, as, as scripture talks about, I put away childish things, you know, and I, It, 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 I grow, I grew some character, I grew some wisdom, I grew some insight into my own life. And I think that's a huge developmental process of life as a Christian and a life here on earth and life as a married person that we get insight into what's going on. And I, yes. re- and I redefine what I want. Yes, because you're crowned with glory and honor. So go out from that frame of mind. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. We're glad you joined us. So if you've got thoughts, feedback, comments, questions, fire us an email if you would at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We'd love to hear what's going on with you. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.